Yeah. All right, here we go. The T-bone. <laughs> and chick brew. Let's God bless all these years. Just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. <laughs> okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For glorious. Just sitting here singing to myself because, you know, it's the holidays. What do you think? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. So we did that, uh, we did that series of things. And, uh, oh, and me yeah. and you uh, sing melodiously together at the end. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I didn't know that was a song. I thought it we is. were just being, you know, I just thought we were being uh, melodious with the words happy holidays. I guess the first person who ever sang um, happy birthday to you didn't know they were committing a trademark violation. <laughs> Well, they didn't know what they were getting into. Right, because the, the two sisters who wrote this, the two genius sisters that wrote the song Happy Birthday to You did copyright it. And for at least 100 years, anytime it was used, should have been receiving some type of royalty. Now, in oh. case you have forgotten what the song Happy Birthday to You sounds like, I'm going to give you a reminder. It's Happy Birthday to You. Happy Birthday to You. Um, are, I, are there other words? Happy birthday, dear Tony. Oh, oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. They, they and many more. <laughs> they copyrighted sentences. Yes. 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 I, uh, I don't care. Uh, I don't know what, uh, pre-Napster was when you were stealing music, but that is the most stolen song in history because it's not really a song. I think my favorite copyright... Happy... I think my favorite um, copyright disaster was Apple and the Beatles. All right. Remind everyone who doesn't know. So the Beatles use what is also now known as the apple logo as an album cover before before apple was using it as their logo there was no conflict of interest when apple was just making computers however when itunes came out the beatles were like whoa 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 that's our logo from our album there's a logo made by the beatles that is an there was an album cover yeah an apple with a bite taken out of it yeah all right. Well, forgive me, listening audience. I'm going to go ahead and go to my Google machine. I want to see this Beatles apple cover. Pretty sure it's Beatles versus Apple. They do have an apple, but there's no bite taken out of it. It was still a deal versus. One, I'm going to assume the Beatles did not win this. The Beatles did not win that. Right. Because uh, just because you put your name on an apple doesn't mean you own apples ad infinum. <laughs> People are stupid. Copyrights are stupid. Uh, you know, when you when you create something, when you invent something, I understand. I understand copywriting and trademarking. But again, going back to um, happy birthday to you, 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear person. Happy birthday to you and many more. Y you know, anyway, I don't know. Uh, I'm not, uh, that's not formed well enough to become uh, a TK or T-bone unpopular opinion of the day. <laughs> Give it a week. Give it a week, yeah. <laughs> I, I have been stewing on, and ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening with your kids, uh, I'm not bleeping this out. It is a bad word that I'm going to say a couple of times here, but it's not like the baddest of bad words, but I'm just not going to bleep it out every two seconds because it doesn't make any doggone sense. Um, I have been on this uh, parallelogram of uh, bitching versus complaining. And what is the difference between <laughs> bitching and complaining? And, I, and, and because I deal with a lot of people bitching and I have to clarify, are you bitching or are you complaining? Because if you're complaining, that means you expect me to do something and we need to move forward to fix your complaint. But if you're bitching, it's just something you do to let off steam, to get your point out, to just, you know, to just bitch. It's the rant and the rave. Yeah, baka, 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 baka. Okay, you, you know. I'm just putting it out into the universe. Right, a bitchin' sailor's a happy sailor, right? Oh, this is stupid. I hate doing this. Ducka, ducka, ducka. But uh, a complaining sailor, uh, this is offensive to me. This is uh, this is degrading. I, okay, that needs to be taken seriously. And as a person in a position of power, then I, 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 I need a distinction. I, I just need everyone to just have a sign. <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> a sign across them that says, you know, and it's got two options. It's complaining or bitching. And if you're bitching, I'll listen to you, bitch. And if you're complaining, put it in writing, because I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? It's been a week. It's always been a week. It's always a week, always ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we do not talk to each other at all in between shows. It is, a, it is something that has worked for us very, very well for a long period of time. It keeps the conversation fresh between us, and I'm generally interested in finding out what you've been doing in the last seven days. Well, I finished school. I finished classes. Yay! Did you graduate? Yay! Uh, well, so we have to do our externship, and then we'll, we'll graduate. We'll get our certifications. I don't want to use the word slavery, but there is a servitude, forced servitude. I don't care. Give me, give me what I didn't pay for. <laughs> <laughs> Have we found out where you'll be doing your forced servitude yet? Yep. I am working at a restaurant called Il Ponzo, Il Pozo in uh, Long Island. It's oh. fun. It's super nice. And no one bothers me. I get to do prep all day by myself. That's so nice. <laughs> uh, if you are not familiar with the New York City area, let me tell you this. The, uh, you may be familiar with what's called the five boroughs. And that's New York City proper. Once upon a time, all of these little cities, like at one point Brooklyn was the fourth largest city in the United States, they incorporated into what is New York City. Uh, they still maintain their boroughship. But basically, you know, a 15-mile radius from Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, Brooklyn, Bronx. That's what New York City is. And then there's this thing called the island. So even in the city, unless you live in Manhattan, everybody else refers to the city as the city. So living right across the bridge in Brooklyn, we would say stuff like, are you going to the city, even though technically we live in the city. But when you say the island... That leaves a lot. That le the the <laughs> island is uh, is a long 
uh, island. Yeah, it's very. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of island out there, and island uh, is a is a quirky, quirky place. There's a. Uh, there's some redneck island. There's some straight gangster island. And Long Island itself is very, very weird, all depending on where you're at. And it's usually a quite a, a, a difficult travel from what we know is the city. So for you to get out to the island, you are probably jumping on the railroad, the Long Island Railroad. Yep. And you're probably picking that up at Penn Station or Grand Central. Penn. Okay, and then and and that's a different. That's an actual train. That is a you know in New York City we call the subway the train, but there are actual trains to the Metro North, the Path trains, and the Long Island Railroad. These are these are New what, Jersey Transit. Yeah, these are what normal <laughs> people consider trains with seats and conductors and that kind of thing. Plugs to charge your phone if you get lucky. Yeah. Super uh, nice sometimes. How much does the train cost you from Penn Station out to the destination you're going to? It's $18 round trip. Ah, ah, how many yeah, times so yeah, do you have to do that? Only like two or three. Two or three. God, I love your work schedule. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's not so bad. It's not so bad because I'll just go really early in the morning and I'll just work through until like four. So... And that's that's how you get your certification of completion of completion is you have to do forced labor. You basically (laughs) do eight hours of prep work at a restaurant, uh, $20 away. Yeah. I mean, some people are getting paid for the externship. I'm not. I don't really mind. I like that they're really letting me do kind of when I want it. It's nice for me. Now, how long do you have to do this? 210 hours. Okay, so at uh, two to three days a week, at eight to ten hours a day, uh, how long do you plan on milking this? Uh, I'm going to try to knock it out because, I mean, I'm sure I'll have to go when it gets closer to like Christmas. They're going to be busier. I'm going to have to go more more often. Um, Right. But if the goal was to get home as quickly as possible, why aren't you doing five days a week now? There's just not enough stuff for me to do. Even if I like tinker around. There's not enough stuff to do. <laughs> so get, have you done it yet at all yet? Have you done it yet? Yeah. Yeah. I started right. on, um, on Thursday. I worked Thursday, Friday, and then today. You show up. There's a list of things that need to get done. Yep. And you go to work. Go to work. Peel onions. Yep. Today I made bread. Make bread. Oh. <laughs> what kind of bread did you make? I made um, slider buns. And I guess. Why did I give you the look I gave you when you said you made bread? I'll tell you why. I'm hoping that you made bread recently. <laughs> I did not. I did oh. not. The uh, the producer did. Oh. She made a banana bread with walnuts and chocolate chips that was to die for. I love her. It was so <laughs> moist and so decadent just such oh it was so delicious that uh it was so delicious that she uh basically ate it all now she's gonna oh. blame it on she's gonna blame <laughs> it on me and i may have had a little bit i know i could i can confirm i could say with pride i had a whole slice and some bits i had a slice and some bits and that thing <laughs> is gone i uh i went out today and uh she did something something and when i as I got ready to leave, I was like, will there be any of this when I get back? And she assured me that there would be 
some banana bread left when I got back. And I was a little suspicious in the way that she said it. So I went out for a couple of hours. I came back and the house smelled amazing. Did you look in the fridge? Did you look in the fridge? No, I didn't look in the fridge. What's going on? She made another one. (laughs) I think she's trying to kill me. She's trying to kill me with food. Have you upped your life insurance recently? I, uh, I get offers in the mail to increase my life insurance, and I'm like, nah, I'm good. Am I included in the will? <laughs> I'm going to need her to slow down. If no, we're going to need to update that. <laughs> See, the thing is, if you tell people that you're in your will, you give them incentive to kill you. I'm a safe bet, though, because it's so far away. <laughs> Two chick brew, headphones, <laughs> microphone. <laughs> All right, look. Two T-bone. AirPods. <laughs> Here's what that I'm going to you. Can't tell you. Even I, use. I, I'm not a fan of ruining surprises, all right? Christmas is Christmas. But the, <laughs> what I sent you uh, was not for Christmas. It was for your every day. I don't think you need to wait till Christmas to give friends something or whatever, right? So <laughs> I get online. I, I got your email. I got your physical address. I make the order. But when I click the button, one of the buttons I clicked didn't, like, send it to this address, and and I sent it to me. So what (laughs) you should have had prior to tonight's taping was your own kit. I I got you set up. It was really, really nice. But uh, now it's being sent to me instead of you. And then, of course, it didn't show up in time. And uh, then I got to go to the UPS store and I got to get it to you. So next week, you should be getting a package prior to next week's taping. Call it a Christmas gift if you want. But it's just it's your own uh, your half of the podcast system. Okay, well, then I guess I better figure out how to use it. Uh, It's a piece of cake. I I tried to get you the the easiest one possible. And I I mean, even mine, which is way more complicated, I'm getting better at because I do enough prep work. I sit here and I'm playing with buttons and dials and everything. And I had a weird echo and my volume wasn't right. And and I I fixed it all up and uh, I'm happy. There you go. You said you get on an hour. You get an hour before we... Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's upstairs watching, like, uh, lesbian prison movies, and I'm downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's not your thing? I thought that would be your thing. <laughs> uh, lesbian prison movies are my thing, um, but those are not movies that I would watch of my wife. All of her lesbian prisoners have clothes on. So oh. it started with the, the Australian version of Orange is the New Black it's like uh, Wentworth. Wentworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To watch yeah. That. Just, just a bunch of just a bunch of hardcore chicks in prison, and I was like, "Well, why don't you just watch Orange Is the New Black instead of watching it with a stupid Aussie accent?" <laughs> and once she finished Wentworth, she went to that. I, I think the next one she's going to watch is probably Oz. I don't know what her fixation is on with prison movies, but that always makes me suspicious. You know, well, what? Went you, to what brunch the other day. Huh. I went to brunch the other day and the ch- human, the chick, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know her name in real life. That plays Boo, the super butch one in Orange and the New Black was there. I don't know. New York I, City. I, I don't know. Did you say hi? No, she's terrifying in real life, too. I, <laughs> I tell you who's uh, terrifying in real life. You ever just watch the TV show The Wire? Yeah. 
The, I love that show. That was a great show. It was so good. The uh, the little hard. Oh my god! Did we just agree on something? We agree all the time. Whatever. <laughs> the the little hardcore um, woman, lesbian, like straight gangster. I can't remember her character's name, but she was a shorty. You know, she was a little shorty. She had the 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 thick braids, and she was. I mean, she was just whacking left and right. No fear. So uh, I'm watching an interview with the creator of the show, and basically she was like a, a, a someone they had met on the street while they were filming, and and they they liked her so much. They said, "Well, you know, we've got a little part for you," and they made that part for her, and that part wasn't a real departure from what she was. What was the the, the bank robbing chicks with Queen Latifah? What was it get it off? Oh, set it off. Set it best off. Best soundtracks ever. One of the best soundtracks of all time. <laughs> hands down yes great soundtrack <laughs> the microphone is on no I, I'm trying to avoid the gulping of water and the twisting of the top so that's why I, I, I move away all right so uh, congratulations on completing school uh, I, I'm sorry you have to suffer through uh, 250 hours. 210. It's not so bad. I don't mind. It's fine. 10 hours of free labor, man. What a. And they don't even pay your transportation? It's kind of like still being in the Navy. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> um, you need to be available at your own personal cell phone at all times. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I have to pay for this and I have to answer it no matter what. Yeah, that's, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> so when you finish your 210 hours, is there a ceremony or, you know? No, you're just done. You're done. <laughs> done and done. There's there's no pomp and circumstance here. I have, appreciate that. Have you considered talking to management about just, uh, you know, I mean, it's New York. Anything can be done. Imagine the amount of money that you're spending on train fare. <laughs> right. And whoever's signing off your hours, just say, look, I'll, I'll give you all the money that I'm spending on train fare. If you just sign this off, <laughs> make them an offer, make them an offer. Let them tell you no. We'll have to talk about it offline. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and now I don't know who's been watching more uh, prison movies. You were you were the producer, but it seems like you're all about the prison deals. No, no, Shake no, them no. down for I the last know. shickle. Uh, I'm not about prison. I, I'm about, you know, finding ingenuitive ways of handling situations. There's still a lot of bad left deep down inside me that knows how to get around the law. <laughs> I, just, I don't use that side anymore. I'm much better now. Uh, leading up to your graduation, did you make anything? Did you cook anything? Yeah, so... The, the dishes I had made before, I kind of fine-tuned them and made them again. And they came out really well. Um, made, like, fried Brussels sprouts. And then and, instead of, like, roasting them, they were delicious. It, was, it looked beautiful on the plate. You know, just kind of fine-tuned stuff. I, uh, I made a second vat of mashed potatoes. 
mashed I mean, potatoes for days. <laughs> well, I mean, you got a choice with mashed potatoes. I always thought it was funny that my mother would put mashed potatoes under the sink and let them grow more mashed potatoes. Because uh, what? Because <laughs> I'm if sorry. You, if you don't eat a, a potato, uh, eventually it starts to grow. And they, right, yeah. So when I was a kid, there would always be like a bag of potatoes underneath the sink that everyone had forgotten about that had taken on a life of their own. To avoid making the same mistake, I eat my potatoes. One of the things I tried... Uh, one of the things... I, I don't know why. I guess I've gotten further and further away from uh, live radio. So now I just feel like everything is... A, you just... Take two. Take two. <laughs> I... The, the, when it comes to making the mashed potatoes, the only drawback is the peeling process. So I'm online and I'm looking at, you know, what are some expeditious ways of, of, uh, of peeling a potato? And there is this toilet brush trick that you, you get a toilet brush and you cut it off and then you, a new one, kind of like the microphone that we used for uh, Big O's video. <laughs> Sticking a toilet brush at people's faces pretending it was a microphone. That was hilarious. But it was new, so there was, was nothing bad. So you, Allegedly. You cut, uh, <laughs> you cut the thing off, you stick it in a drill, you put the potatoes in a thing of water and you put the, the bristle in there and you get to it. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, I can't imagine why you would have thought that would Because work. there's YouTube videos showing that it does work. So I try... And are you certain that they are raw potatoes that go in? Because I have a feeling that if you boil those potatoes and then put it in, it would work. The, uh, the people who made this video did not mention whether they had boiled the potatoes first. They was like, you take your potatoes and you put your potatoes in the bucket and you cut your toilet brush in half and you put it in a drill and you... And they're clean. So yeah, maybe it is boiling. I saw another one where if you <laughs> if you cut the potato around the, the circumference of the potato and then boil the potato, that you should be able to just peel peel the skin right off. But when you're making instapot potatoes, the whole boiling process happens in instapot. That's the whole point. Under pressure, and it's an extra step that I don't want to do. How long does it take you to peel a potato is my question that makes this such a pain in the tuchus. Uh I get through five pounds in, in, in probably, you know, 10 minutes. Okay, that's not terrible. You should be fine. It's an extra 10 minutes I didn't want to spend. If there's an easier way, of course, there is an easier way. You just buy the pre-made by Bob Evans. Bob Evans <laughs> potatoes, if you haven't had them, by the way. Fantastic, <laughs> delicious, delightful. But Don't uh, distract don't distract the sponsors with Bob Evans when we need bidets. <laughs> what if Bob Evans also makes bidets? What if Bob <laughs> Evans bidets were a real thing? <laughs> and Bob Evans bidet my booty. <laughs> I went to a restaurant the other day. It did not. It, it did. He it did, did seat everything. Music, the whole oh. nine. It was a sushi restaurant. It was, I don't want to say how much it I spent, but it was worth it. <laughs> no, it's not worth it. It was so good. Uh, I had a heated seat when I went to the bathroom. It was totally worth it. 
So ten out of ten. One of the drawbacks to the American style bidet, as I call it, and I think it's I think it's fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but to do anything more advanced, they need to be hardwired. They need to be you know plugged into an outlet to give you the dryer, to give you the heater, to do all that, the warm water, to do all that. They need to be plugged in. I believe, listen to me closely, but bidet engineers out there, that there is a way of attaching a power pack of batteries to the bidet. Now, not necessarily, all right, so toilet seat, little dial control thing, don't put it there, because then it'd be really, really difficult to put the batteries in. Have a cord that leads up to there, but it's down on the floor, it's decorative, it looks nice, maybe it looks like a garbage can, who knows. You put like your eight D cells in there and it gives you plenty of power to warm up the seat, to power the air dryer. It gives you plenty of power. And then when it runs out of power, you just replace the batteries. I think that would sell more. I think that would be more popular than the spend a couple of hundred bucks on a bidet and then a couple hundred bucks on an electrician to wire your toilet seat. Yeah. Well, this was the whole toilet. So I'm, I mean, when they, when they, we're making this restaurant. They, the intention was there to have the bidet, so that it was just plugged right behind it. Was it a self cleaning? Yep, it was nice. I would go back there again just to use the toilet. <laughs> I wonder how. I wonder if homeless people know about this toilet. Uh, well, you have to buzz into the restaurant. <laughs> like that has to be standard just about everywhere these days in New York. I imagine. No, no, you can still just walk in place. But this place, it's like you have to buzz in with like a ring. And then it was really good. The Kaji. <laughs> I have a reservation. They only have two seatings a day. <laughs> they only have two seatings a day. Yeah, they have a 5.30 and an 8.30. I love that. I, I, I found out about that kind of seating by accident. Me and Brandon and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, anyway, we were in Paris. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mike Brandon, Mary, Mike and Mary Jo Brandon. Uh, I love them. They're great people. Uh, me and the producer were in Paris. That night we go out to dinner. We're going to go to a, uh, a Brazilian steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, can't get anybody on the phone. Of course, don't speak French. So we just go to the restaurant. It's on the other side of Paris. They open up the door. There's a line of people to get inside. And then, of course, we go to follow the line of people once they go in. And do you have a reservation? Oh, no, no, no. We, we, we don't have a reservation. Sorry. We, uh, we, just, we didn't know we needed a reservation. Uh, they can have you. Okay. You know, we'll just wait until, like, you know, somebody leaves. And it was like, no. When they close the door, that's it. One seating for the people who are lucky enough to get in. When they're done, everybody goes home. So my restaurant idea that I've had in my brain for years and years and years is called Tony's Place. It's very, very simple. It's very potatoes. It's by. (laughs) (laughs) It's very, it's very discreet. There is no signage, nothing. Consider it like invitation only. It's very special to get into Tony's place. And when you get into Tony's place, it's at a specific time and a specific date. As in, for instance, Thursday, 7 o'clock, come to Tony's place. Thursday, 7.05, the door shuts. Only the people inside are the ones that eat. And what's on the menu? Whatever I'm cooking. There's one set fee. 
right? It's not, it, 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 it's done on a single table where everybody's forced to kind of interact with one another. Plus there's me. So they got that going for you. But I'll throw everybody some salads and everybody an appetizer and everybody a main dish. And there'll be plenty of spirits for everyone to enjoy. And it's a, it's an, it's a, a very lengthy affair. It's you come in, you sit down for, for an event and then you get up and you leave. So, like, chef's table of Brooklyn. Somebody stole my idea? Someone stole your idea. Ah! I knew I was sitting on that for too long. <laughs> so tell me about this place. Uh, so there's a place called... Is the um, chef's name Tony? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a place called Chef's Table Brooklyn Fair, and that's kind of the idea. Is There's no menu. You don't, like, whatever chef is cooking, that's what you're eating. And yeah. But it doesn't have you, so it's probably trash. I don't know because I have not been able to get a reservation because <laughs> it's always booked. <laughs> right. And that's the, the exclusiv- exclusivity of it is what, ra- what makes it really, really, it, you know, that's the, that's the thing. It doesn't right. matter who you are or how much money you have. If you don't know the right person, you don't get into Tony's place. Oh, you know, I demand and speak to the owner. Done. Get out. You know. Bye bye. Goodbye. <laughs> I said good day, sir. I say good day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Officially, the end of Birthday Burns. I've been listening to old episodes. It's funny oh, for thank me. God. <laughs> but we need segments. Segments are important. So, and I like talking about my friends, and you probably like talking about your friends too. So instead of how great they are, instead of Birthday Burns. I propose birthday boost. Yes, I'm here for it. I love it. <laughs> yes, thank God. I have been dreading birthday burns all week. It, it requires effort. I would rather work for free. <laughs> it is It is funny, and it, but it requires effort. I'm not putting effort in, and, and it's hard. It's hard to you know, randomly burn someone you know nothing about. And to be funny, but the you struggling through it did make it very funny for me. I don't think any, I don't know if anyone else found it funny, but I knew when I said birthday boost, I knew you would be all in instantly. I knew that uh, this 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 was going to work for you because you're just overflowing with positivity. This is going to be hard for you. Even the, the the roles have reversed. Not not the person I initially met. The person I initially met that looks exactly like you was not overflowing with positivity. I mean, think about where I was and the people I was surrounded by. (laughs) (laughs) Be fair. I understand. I got to do something with this facial hair. I like it. I also like it. I mean, I could easily just color it, get some. I like the I like the, the silver fox that you have going. Yeah, thanks. I I do too. Uh, not so much. <laughs> do you? Yeah, a little bit, but it's it, it's it's cumbersome. All right, so uh, uh, I was just thinking. That. <laughs> Get out of my head. 
All right, well, we, we talked about food, and I asked the producer, was there anything that she wanted us to talk about? She did mention something, but I didn't take notes. I don't remember what it was. And since she doesn't really listen, if she asks me, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot we her a text. About it. Sure, sure we did talk about Shoot it. Shoot her a text. Why? What's, why put in the effort? <laughs> now who's the millennial? <laughs> Welcome I'm, to team I don't care. <laughs> Mandy hit not, us up. Not on, my idea, not my problem. <laughs> Mandy hit us up on the uh, fan page. And, uh, I saw you know, that. Yeah, completely uh, oh, checked out from the world for the last couple of years. Yeah. And then she pops in all of a sudden, hey, you guys were fired. Question mark. I, I don't know if the breezing <laughs> of the voice of the end captured that appropriately. Yeah, we were. If you if if you're listening for the first time, if you have no idea, let me just give you the, the rundown, the short version. It's fun to talk about. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Me and Chick Brew had a radio show in uh, in Rota, Spain. Uh, it was on the American Forces Radio Network, it, and it was it was it was a great time. We had a blast every Friday morning. We dedicated a couple of hours of our lives to uh, passing a message of safety and and being good and taking care of one another. It was and it was fun, and we had a blast, and we had a nice following. In the beginning of 2020, something had changed in the world. Something was going on. And we, even though we, we were observants of what was going on in the world, and then this, you know, the, this thing came with a name, and it was the Wuhan virus, and it was bad. It was bad, bad, bad. But we were still on the radio, and we were, we were pushing the government message of uh, social distancing, something we had been fans of long before. Uh, about before it. <laughs> washing your hands and uh, not shaking hands. We were big fans of these things, so we had no problem. But we made a couple comical observations about how the world came to a stop. That, uh, that you know, it, it would be impossible... Impossible. It would be impossible for Brad Pitt to travel around the world and find the cure to the zombie virus because COVID-19 proved that in the event of a real world pandemic, everything, including the United States military, just stopped. Everything (laughs) just, everybody stay home. We don't want anybody coming to work today. Sick and stuff. We made some jokes about that. And uh, we did an episode, and then the following week we did another episode with no real problems or anything. But what was happening during that time is there was a whole bunch of people with no work to do. And one Mm -hmm. of the most famous people in AFN radio decided to audit the show that we had done the week before. (laughs) And he did not like me. He did not find me entertaining. Actually, he did say I was funny, but he didn't like the fact that I laughed at my own jokes. And again, he is someone's got to laugh at him. Come on. Yeah. He, again, this is the the most famous person in AFN radio who's been with AFN radio for 50 years. And he basically killed our show. And then there was talk. There was people that tried to get us to come back. And it wasn't that we weren't willing to come back. It's that mm-hmm. there was a bunch of stipulations and uh, it, it, it wouldn't have been the same had we gone back. Uh, so it was instructions it, it, to yeah, read. It wasn't going to work out. It, you know, it's like uh, dating your ex. If you get to a point in your relationship when you say enough, 
I never want to see you again. And then decide, oh, well, you know, maybe if we try, we'll, you know, try again, it'll be better. It's not going to be better. It's, it's gonna not be going to be better. It's going to be worse. And that's what it was for us. We had a real good run. We had a great time with AFN Roto. We loved our people. Our people loved us. And it was a blast. But we kind of knew years ago that moving forward, it would have had to go to a podcast because you can't work for the government. You can't use the government equipment. You can't broadcast on the government airwaves and not talk smack about the government because I mean, they, they take, there's just so much fodder there. (laughs) There Don't set yourself up for it. If you're going to be butthurt about it. But I mean, but it was it was a great run and we had a great time and we developed a wonderful relationship between the two of us. And we're continuing. Unforeseen. Huh? (laughs) Unforeseen. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any universe where the two of us get together and become friends outside of radio? I would be a friend like in real life. I don't think you would have. I don't think they no. Would. Oh, oh, you mean like if we just met on the street and? <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I don't think they would have <laughs> ever been not. a catalyst for us to get to know each other. I don't. Yeah, I mean, why would we have ever even spoken to each other? Not because I mean, we just wouldn't have even. I don't think we would have ever even met. Or, or yeah, cross. Well, I mean, you know, you could have been bagging my groceries one day. Maybe, but yeah. like, like that. I mean, I'm not friends with those people. <laughs> I take their tip and run like a normal person. <laughs> But yeah, like, I don't think that, I mean, you didn't have kids that were in Girl Scouts, so I wouldn't have known you from there. I mean, I, I don't yeah, know. I, mean, where, I, like, I don't even know where we would have met that would have, like, blossomed into a friendship. So maybe in passing. <laughs> I, I have been I, I can be impressed. I have the ability to make an impression on people usually for the good because i i make people feel like uh i'm interested even though honestly i'm usually not not (laughs) but i do make people feel like i'm interested in whatever it is they have to say i i can be engaging and i i put on the fake smile with the best yeah oh i was just thinking about you how you doing you know i was just thinking about how i want to strangle you Everything's fine. <laughs> it, it, you know, if you if you if fate is what fate is, and going back in time changes nothing. If we went back in time and we never met there at the radio station, I think we were destined to be friends. We would have met one way or another at some function, some way, somehow, and you would have been like, "This guy's pretty cool," and I would have been like, "This chick's pretty cool," and then we would have. Our relationship might be different, but I think we would have. I mean, it's a small town. We would have met occasionally. Well, I think we would have met. I just don't know, like, if it would have been a meeting that would have resulted in this quality of a friendship for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah, we we Because there's people that you meet and you're like, yeah, you're cool. And you'll hang out and do stuff. And then the second they leave, you're like what was their name again? (laughs) And it's nothing personal. It's not like that you didn't enjoy their company. It's just that out of sight, out of mind. I I, I used to say it all the time, two weeks. Everybody gets two weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, Jules would get upset about that. I was like, everybody gets two weeks. When you transfer, two weeks later, everybody, the world has moved on two weeks after you've transferred. (laughs) So if you get... Someone new has come 
come and take it your place. Yeah, if you get more than two weeks in somebody's head, then you, you did good. But for the most part, right now, if I reach back to anybody, well, I mean, it has happened. I've reached back to people and I've asked for some help. You know, I, I lost some important files when I transferred and I, I they, they still exist, but they're on other people's computer. And I asked for some help and no one answers the phone. Tony, yeah. who? Yeah, you know, me, the guy who created everything, that guy. Nah, we don't. Tony doesn't go here. Yeah, two weeks, man. And I'm guilty of it myself. Two weeks after some people transferred, I was like, what was that cat's name? I can't remember what his name was. <laughs> who was that guy? And you're just like, I know there was a person that used to sit here. And it's not mean. It has. It is not personal. You just don't remember. It's just, yeah, some, just the way of the world. Something else is happening. There's always something. There's always the next thing that you got to do. I don't think there's really that many people that I have held on to in life in general, military kid growing up, we moved all the time. The the fun thing about social media is it does allow you to it does allow you to maintain contacts over a longer period of time. And then those people who generally mean something to me, my friend Silvano just celebrated his 59th birthday. He still works for the Navy, even though he's in my uh, he's in Gaeta. So, you know, as soon as I as soon as I get to work, I see it's his birthday calling from government phone to government phone is free so i just hit the digits and i and i called it and i wished him happy birthday but i've only knew it was his birthday because of social media so social media allows me to keep in touch with people long beyond the two weeks if i really care about them yeah and then occasionally you know i i don't have a deep relationship with john anderson i thought he was a good guy you know i kind of followed his career he just made chief good for him but he's showing up in my feed a lot more maybe because he's posting a lot more i don't know but, you know, it's good to see. And, Not mad about it, right? Like, right? And then you got uh, um, Austin. Austin's doing hardcore gangster rap videos now, which if he's uh, if he's out of the Navy, more power to you. I, I do want to talk about some of the lyrics. I, I don't know how some things are possible. But if, uh, <laughs> if, if you're still on active duty, we should probably have a talk about separating who you are uh, in real life versus who you portray as a character because in a, in a in a much less sensitive time I had to differentiate between who I was as in the Navy and who I was not in the Navy and I used a separate name and separate accounts and I tried to never let the two intertwine so I could be Tony Knuckles over here Tony Gaetti over here and they were two different things because sensitivities people getting upset the things i would say on stage could get me in trouble uh, in on my in my real job yeah and uh, I mean, and again that. that's when it was less sensitive now with everybody being offended by everything uh oof, man i'm glad i'm out that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> i did my time you know it's like being in the penitentiary once you get out you don't want to go back in tk out <laughs> <laughs> so uh what do we got for segments we've got our headlines that's going to be uh, uh, that's fun right i'm not failing yeah. too hard on that uh we're going to do our birthday boast boost birthday boost yes boost it up and we've got the let's talk about food but now that you're no longer really cooking anymore maybe we need a different segment in that area well i think that you should start cooking some more I would, but she doesn't really allow that. For some reason, my wife, you know, believes that the way to a man's heart is through the stomach. Uh-huh. Uh, 
That's not true. She's got my heart already. She can stop feeding me. <laughs> she upped every, your life insurance and she yeah, didn't tell you. Every day I feel like a turkey a week before Thanksgiving. Like, wow, this is delicious. <laughs> Why is there so much? I upped your life I insurance can. and didn't tell you. Huh? <laughs> because she upped your life insurance and didn't tell you. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I remember uh, <laughs> Remember one time we're driving around, right around, sorry, there's a little water there. Remember one time we're driving around, we were in her car in the uh, 5 Series BMW. If anything happens to me, I want you to have my car. <laughs> I don't want your car. What do you mean you don't want my car? What's wrong with my car? I was like, I don't want your car. What's wrong with my car? I was like, look, it would be really awkward with my new girlfriend driving around in my dead wife's car. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't like How that. are you married? <laughs> because I'm honest and truthful. Did you tell her about her being your ex-girlfriend? No, I was <laughs> I was hoping she would like listen to a show and and hear that and and get a kick out of it. But so I'm listening to uh the Thanksgiving special show where I I reference my ex-girlfriend and then I, I, I point out that I'm doing a callback from a show three weeks ago. And even though I'm the only one listening, well, me and Zeus, I, I laughed uh, hard at that. I thought that was funny. Callbacks, ladies and gentlemen, are in, inside your baseball term. In the comedy world, when you tell a joke and then later on you refer back to the joke that you told, it makes the audience think that they're in. Like, oh, I get this because I was there earlier when he said this. So if you listen to a show f now four weeks ago or five weeks ago, and you hear me talking about my ex-girlfriend and you, uh, you're you curious as to what that's all about, you, you don't know because you're not in on the joke. But if you were in on the joke, you'd know that my, my current wife, and she hates being called my current wife, <laughs> is technically my ex-girlfriend. And taking it one step further, my ex-fiancé. <laughs> the weirdest part about that whole thing is that that was a joke i made <laughs> yes <laughs> makes it weird <laughs> no it was very fun it was funny and i loved it and i've used it and i shall continue to use it do you like I my hat never know what is it you look like you're wearing a rubber chicken on your head i know well if you want to live during hunting season in Pennsylvania, <laughs> this is what you do. Anytime you're near a window, I got a window right over there. So anytime you're near a window to avoid getting shot by hunters, you wear the international orange in your house. It's one more way to avoid her collecting on a life insurance policy. <laughs> right? Because all, all she's got to do is pay some dummy out there 10 bucks and he'll kill me in my kitchen. Shoot towards but, the window. <laughs> I wasn't wearing international orange while I was standing in front of a window. That has I'm, happened on more than one occasion in the United States. There are there are all kinds of cases where somebody's in their kitchen cooking and gets shot by a deer hunter, and their defense was, well, they weren't wearing orange. Is that a real defense? Does that work? It didn't work, but that was their defense. That's that's the defense they chose. They went with that. They were just like, I'm going to roll with it. They did go with that. <laughs> so, you got any headlines for me? I do. Hold on. Let me just open it back up. Man tries to dodge COVID vaccine using fake arm. 
Man tries to dodge COVID vaccine by using fake arm. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah. Man dodges, tries to dodge COVID vaccine by using fake arm. Okay. All right. Let's think this thing through. This is fun. I like it. I like the, I like the, all right. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do with my body. I get it. I get it. Uh, you know, I just it, wish I could tell you what country this guy was in because it's not what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I love the fact I get it you don't want to take a vaccine and it's your right I understand I'm actually I'm supportive of the fact that it's your right and you shouldn't have to take a vaccine if you don't want to when it comes to the booster I you know I'm already set against the booster I've done what you've asked me to do I've done what you asked me to do twice even though I you know was already infected I took your two shots like you demanded that I do but I'm not down with the boosters because personally the second shot affected me immensely and I don't want to risk that again I don't want to go through that again there's too much out there that i personally am not comfortable with so if you're smart enough to find a way to use a fake arm to have the shot go in the fake arm instead of in your body so that you can get the vaccine card that says you got the shot so you can do the things you want to do with your authorized papers i say Good job, sir. And if I had to guess what country, because you made that comment, if I had to guess, I'd say Australia. She's shaking her head no, forgetting that this is not a visual medium. Uh, <laughs> give me a clue. Give me a guess. Give me a continent. Well, we talked about this country earlier today. Oh, we talked about this country earlier today. That's not. Give me a continent. It's Europe. Okay, it's somewhere in Europe. What country in Europe would have people smart enough to use? A, it's, uh, it seems like something the Swiss would do. <laughs> I mean, if they could make an army knife with 30 different attachments to it, uh, a fake arm doesn't seem that much. It doesn't matter what state it is. doesn't matter what country it is. You'll tell me when I finish this rant. Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> You got to think about the process that he went through. You got all of these football players in the United States who are fake their COVID vaccinations by getting a fake COVID card. They're getting in trouble for it. They're losing. Uh, they're losing several weeks of pay and being suspended and all this stuff because because uh, they didn't figure out that someone would actually check their vaccination card. And I, I honestly don't know. I have a valid vaccination card, and it's got the little Moderno sticker on it right there. But, I mean, I'm pretty, sh I'm pretty good with Adobe, too. I'm pretty sure I could make that for just about anybody if they, if they were so inclined. But the fake arm thing, in order to make the fake arm thing work, I think he has to be an amputee to begin with. I think he has to not have an arm and then put a fake arm in. And then the fake arm's got to be somewhat realistic. You know, it's, it can't just be like a blow-up arm because when they stick the needle in it, that's gonna be that's gonna be a dead giveaway. So it's gotta be like a, like a sex doll consistency. It's gotta have some texture to it, some feeling that can actually absorb the shot. Tell me what I'm missing in this story. It was a Parisian dentist, <laughs> and you're not wrong on the consistency, um, but he failed. He failed. It was a failed attempt. I recently. Uh, was brought to my attention that um, I'm not saying that I know someone with a fake ID because they're underage, but perhaps maybe someone that I know is underage with a fake ID. And because you have to show proof of vaccination to get into the bars, that has been a hilarious struggle. <laughs>
for this person that I may or may not know. So your your friend has a fake ID that shows that their age is 21 that's good enough to get them in the bar, but has yet to perfect a vaccine card. I'm not saying that that hasn't happened. I'm just saying that that is a new challenge that this generation will have to continue to overcome to not something I, I mean, I'm old. I don't not, not a problem that I had to consider. Well, I mean, but, you know, and the next vaccine card's right around the corner. I don't know. I'm already boosted and I've already lost one COVID vaccine card. So, so he, now we're just hoping. Here's for something best. I had the issue with. We joked about the, the naming conventions and how, you know, they were going to start naming them like hurricanes. And then we got into the Greek alphabet and then we did Delta. And I know what the next letter in the Greek alphabet is. And it isn't Omnicron. Yeah, that's just bizarre to me. I don't know where they came up with that. It's like they can't do anything right. It's just, it's just. It, it clearly, you have one job. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, we're going to be naming these uh, vaccine series uh, alphabetically. We're going to start with uh, uh, Alan and then Zed. Just go, go yeah. straight in. Okay. I mean we're not on the government radio anymore we can say whatever we want i'm telling you right now i i believe in the mass hysteria between the pandemic and the vaccinations and everything that's going along with it is insane i do not well the mathematically the numbers have proven to be true that the covid19 virus was not the deadliest thing to ever strike the human beings uh, homo sapiens it's very it's death rate was ridiculously small in comparison to uh, much worse things that happen every single day that we do not take to the ends of the earth with these extreme measures on how to protect ourselves from all of the other things that are killing us in much higher numbers so i a long time ago i stepped out of it i like you like everybody else you know when it started i was also fearful yeah, I mean, what? why wouldn't we be? I think that, it, I mean, what you don't know. No one knew. You only know what you're being told. And you only, well, and you only know what you see. And I think the difference between a lot of the situations was we weren't seeing what America was seeing and America wasn't seeing what we were seeing. A lot of people still think that this is something that only happened in America, which blows my mind because it, it wasn't. It wasn't. I... I am a terrible sick person. I mostly don't want to get COVID because I don't want all my loved ones to abandon me because I'm insufferable when I'm sick. <laughs> the fear is, is different. It's valid, <laughs> but it's different. I, I, mean, I think I'm an angel when I'm sick. I'm sure there's other people who will tell you otherwise. I can tell you for a fact that you are a miserable old buzzard, but I love you. <laughs> And if any reason, if there were ever a reason for you to wear a mask, it's to keep your friends because you're impossible when you feel even slightly unwell. I love you. <laughs> birthday burn? It's not your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Uncalled for burn? No one is pleasant when they're sick. Just awful. I, I do appreciate my mask now because it's cold. <laughs> And it keeps my face warm. <laughs> oh, I got a new one. 
So I was wearing masks. I, I always called them bird flu masks because I lived in Asia and there were still people who by choice chose to wear surgical masks out in town on the subway in crowds. And I called them bird flu masks because that's when that started. So uh, when I saw where we were getting ready to go with the mask, I, I got ahead of it and I, I had ordered masks. I had rhinestones and planetary and, and then I got the mask that looked like my face. And, uh, that one's so funny and it looks so creepy. <laughs> and I, I got the same thing for the wife. I got a mask that looks like her face. Her face is beautiful. She wore it like twice and everybody thought it was great. And then she never wore it again. And I, just, <laughs> I, w- I want her to let me wear it because I think it would look real good on me with her big, uh, shiny red lips and beautiful teeth on my face. I think that'd be fun. But no, I've gone one step it. further. I'm like... Uh, Tony Stark now. I've got the whole full-on glass mask that goes all the way around my face, and it's it's cool, and it doesn't fog up, and the filter's down in the bottom, and I'm looking for a voice box to attach to it. I'm, I'm having fun. Oh, my God, yes. Do that. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> Do you have any other headlines for me? Customers and staff to sleep overnight in Ikea. <sighs> Customers and staff to sleep overnight in Ikea. This is this is a forewarning of something that's about to happen, not customers and staff were forced to sleep overnight in Ikea. So the only reason that you would do something like that would be to bring attention to you and a cause, maybe a fundraiser of some type. I don't really... I don't really know what kind of fundraisers the Swedish meatball company supports, but uh, I mean, could you imagine getting that invitation? Hello, welcome. We want you to help us. <laughs> we are raising money for what? more meatballs. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I am certain that that is not Swedish. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you get an invitation from IKEA. Please spend the night in our store to raise awareness for. I don't know, erectile dysfunction for um, carpal tunnel syndrome. There has to be some type of fundraiser awareness kind of thing going on for this. Otherwise, the story would have been, the headline would have been written, customers and, uh, and, and employees forced to stay overnight in Ikea because of uh, bears or something. Uh, oh, bears. Yeah. Oh, bears. Oh, my. Oh, bears. <laughs> am I am I on the right track here? Uh, I mean, they had to stay in the store because they got snowed in in Denmark. It was like happening as as the article. It was a live article. Read, read the headline again. Customers and staff. I don't want to go back to the screen because it freezes. It was customers and staff stay overnight in Ikea. But again, it was written in a way that they were... They were going to stay overnight, not that they... Right, it was a live article, like, happening. We got to work on your source material for these headlines. And I tell you what... I don't uh, want to. I like it. uh, I think it's funny. You always want... You always say that they have too much, so sometimes I cut some stuff out. (laughs) I I make it better for me. uh, I may have sent you one, you know, to kind of, you know... Mom stuffs turkey with child and goes to bar. Ooh, that is not the headline I sent. That is a much better headline. <laughs> <laughs> 
see sometimes they have too much i have to put this in all right <laughs> so that was our headline segment uh in case you didn't understand uh when you, you cannot minimize zoom when you're recording yeah 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 we know that i, I don't want to minimize i want to move around to the back uh in, in case you don't understand what just happened there uh, each week christina gives me a couple of headlines for me to look at and uh, she reads the headlines, and then I have to try to guess what the rest of the story is or come up with a better ending for a bunch of her weird, weird stories. Now we're going into her favorite, her favorite segment. Her favorite, her favorite segment. Uh, well, <sighs> it's the best segment of all. All right. So what we, uh, I probably needed, probably need to do an intro for these segments. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Hooray. Let's go. Come on. Let's boost these people. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies shot, gentlemen, shot, please. shot, 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 booster. Shot, 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 shot. Dale. Ladies and gentlemen, please remember, <laughs> uh, do not put your real birthday on the internet. I don't know how many times we can recommend you don't do that. But if you do do that, well, I, here's the deal. I'm going to take an opportunity to say happy birthday to two of my friends, and she's going to take an opportunity to say happy birthday to two of her friends. And we're going to do it now instead of birthday burns. We're going to do a birthday boost, which is something positive, something joyful and happy. I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> I'm sure. You, well, why don't you start us off? Why don't you give us the okay. very first birthday boost? First birthday boost goes to my aunt, Denise Oscarverick. I don't know how old she's going to be. She's going to be old. It's going to be great. Well, happy but birthday, Denise. Denise is awesome. Denise is a fighter. She has overcome so much, especially in the last three months. Could not be more excited or proud for her journey. Denise is the best. Okay, that's the last time we're going to use the word journey, but I agree with you. Denise is the best. Good job. You have no idea. <laughs> I like, I wish she would have said, you know, Denise is a fighter. Uh, you you don't know, you know, she took on a couple of muggers last week and then uh, she robbed a store. You know, I, I, I wish she would have been more fighty. I don't. Go on. Your turn. Boost the way. I, I, I'm looking at my choices here and I, I'm going to go with my friend, Carl, my friend, Carl, uh, old, retired Navy senior chief, Bosa's mate type, great people, lovely wife, lovely family. And, and uh, all right. So he had a dog, dog's named Derek. Derek didn't like people wearing their cover inside. Uh, big, beautiful dog. And, and we, would all go over, dog. We, we would all go over to Carl's house. And if you ever wore your cover inside Carl's house, Derek would come over and he'd prop himself up on you and he would take your hat off. That <laughs> was, a, that was a well-trained dog. So, uh, Carl, happy birthday. I love the way you train your animal birthday boost. Yay. <laughs> Yay. All right. What you got next? I'm also... Okay, Charlotte Bordeaux. She was my fourth grade teacher in Sasebo, Japan. Her last name is Bordeaux? Yeah. Oh, I could get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to work with there, but we're not doing that anymore. We're boosting. Right. Uh, yes. She gave me a wonderful book when I was a kid. Still one of my favorites. I give it to all my friends when they have kids. Uh-huh. She's now a librarian. No, oh, the favorite. talking eggs, the talking eggs, the artwork is beautiful. <laughs> um, I think now she's a librarian in North Carolina, but great teacher. Still remember her. Love her. 
I did get in trouble in her class one time for yawning too much. Well, I mean, <laughs> I liked her until that, know. until that moment so, you got in trouble, <laughs> yawning for doing a natural thing. I don't even know how, but whatever. I still remember it. I'm not mad. It was funny. I got, I got at, some, at least. Go ahead. I mean, like, you know, every now and then people are like, what's the dumbest thing you ever got in trouble for school? I'm like, yawning too much. At least I have a comeback for that now. Without her, I'd have nothing. Right. <laughs> nothing I got some good people. Me. I got some good people on my list. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, got, I got Michelle's dad. Uh, Michelle uh, Termini, her dad, became my Facebook friend like I, like 15 years ago. I don't know how long it was, but Vincenzo Termini became my Facebook friend. Hey, I guess his daughter never knew. And then one day me and the old man are popping back and forth. And she's like, Tony, you're friends with my dad. I'm like, yeah, for like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Bailey celebrating his birthday. Tony Lasavicious and uh, Mike Ensign. These are all great people celebrating birthdays this week. That's my list. I wish you all nothing but the best. And uh, whatever you have coming up in the, in the upcoming year, I hope it is better than anything you could possibly imagine. Those are my birthday boost. You want to finish up yours? Yes, I love birthday boost. See, now you're not like holding back on who you have. Uh, Ivy Ronson, world's best Zumba teacher. Uh, Drew Verbis, he just got his commission. Good for him. What a way to celebrate your birthday. <laughs> That's it. I, oh, wait, no. And later this week, I've got Kitty Martinez from... Uh, well, she was a science teacher and I appreciate science teachers because I got her one of those um, microscopes that you plug into your phone and we explored all of the base, which was disgusting. Disg don't ever look. For future birthday boost segments, I think what we <laughs> want to do is highlight someone whose birthday is up in the week that we are taping and then tell a story or a tale about that person to, to boost up their ego and their personality and their value <laughs> in the world so that when we say, uh, as we look at our magic mirror this week, and these are the people that we talk about, we have something a little bit more. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this is a very first time doing this segment. It is it is the death of birthday burns, the beginning of birthday boost. They everything gets better with time, and if it doesn't get better with time, we throw it in the garbage. We kill it. And we try something else. <laughs> or that. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to go hang out with the Amish this weekend. I don't know why I didn't. What? The is Amish people fascinate me, and they're only uh, they're only an hour away. Is that a thing that you do? Like you just jump in your car and. Well, I, I, I did. I mean, it was kind of like a open air zoo. The last times like <laughs> it's so stupid. Go on. You, you go there and you're doing a tour in Amish country and you see all the Amish human beings doing their Amish things and you're not allowed to take photos of them. And, you gotta you know, it's it's and you're not allowed to really talk to them. It's just kind of like an open air zoo. Like, oh, you know, and then when but with the, humans. Yeah. And then when one of the Amish people do talk to you, you're like, am I allowed to talk back? I don't I don't know. <laughs> this is so bizarre. <laughs> I tried. I tried. So, just a quick story. I tried to. If if you've ever gone on a tour with me, there comes a point where if I'm getting bored, I start acting out. And uh, on the 
on the uh, Amish tours, I started getting bored, so I started acting out. I started being funnier. I started uh, I, I started heckling. I started doing a bunch of things. And, uh, and one of the things I had convinced our tour guide w- that I wanted to do is I wanted to convert to I I wanted to become Amish. I wanted to convert to Amish, uh, but I only wanted to convert to Amish during Rumspringa, which is you know the period of time when they're not really Amish, but they are kind of Amish. But they can do whatever they want, but they don't have. It's a fun time to be Amish, the Rumspringa time. And, uh, and then they told you you're way too old for that. <laughs> There's still opportunities. So we're in we're in like these schoolhouse and the tour guides talking about to just then after the school they would have the meetings of the men the men this is how they're german they're very german they would uh, the men would have the meetings and talk about important things and i i, I think i said uh, yeah like hey what what are we going to do with this new guy tony <laughs> And I just kept referring back to me joining, and I had the whole tour group just cracking up, and occasionally the wife will remind me of something I said that day, and it uh, makes me laugh. And, yeah, what are we going to do with the new guy, Tony, was the one she brought up the other day. (laughs) What are we going to do with the new guy, Tony? (laughs) Just throw that one away. (laughs) We made a mistake. Good time. (laughs) Well, I think we got a good episode. When are you going to become Amish? When are you uh, going to Amish territory? That'll be that'll be an ongoing uh, series of events as uh, as I work to become more Amish. As a matter of fact, I could start this weekend and just uh, just take off the mustache and just leave the beard down there. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, I forgot about the facial. Hair. Yeah, definitely <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Not my favorite. Well, um, I mean, that's the, actually believe it or not, that is a symbol that the uh, man is married. Single men don't have beards, but the married Amish men have a beard. And I had somebody ask me recently, well, what if they get a divorce? I don't think that's possible. I don't think that's how it works. But if they they did get divorced, they would be single and they wouldn't be allowed to wear a beard. But it's not like a full beard. It's like a chin tee. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a chin strap. No, no, no. They got the thing that goes all the way down the side and to the center, but no mustache connecting it. Do you yeah. know why? Why they, is that? Yeah. Just, no, me, I have questions. <laughs> so, uh, in, in the history of the Amish, basically, is the just like the history of any other subculture out there. They were being persecuted by somebody, and uh, they, to escape that persecution, they moved to a new land and they settled here. The persecution they were suffering from was the Germans, um, more specifically, the Nazi Party. And the mustaches of the Nazi party, they were so against that uh, that's why they don't wear mustaches, but they do wear beards. Interesting. It I did not know that. They're interesting people. I just wish we had more interaction with them, right? I mean, you're allowed to buy their wares, but you're not allowed to take their picture. And you're really kind of not talking to them. But I would love to. And they're, <laughs> I say that. And then instantly I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Because there's there's tours where you can go and sit down and have dinner with an Amish family and have lunch with Amish people. And I'm like, 
we when we were in China, we uh, we took one of these strange tours where like eat in an authentic Chinese house. No, nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. And no. we did it, and it was a, he- a heck of an experience. And I have this wonderful photo of my wife sitting on some kid's bed because that was her chair for the table that we were sitting at. Oh, man. And we were in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Uh, what did you have for dinner? Uh, we had Chinese food. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, or what, what? in China, they just call it food. Food. <laughs> All right, that wraps it up for this week, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, remind you, as I remind you all the time, be the best person that you can be. And if you are a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And don't forget that you are loved. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Darrell McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Darrell McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot.